You were created for more, and this show is meant to inspire and equip you with the tools you need to help you live on purpose. This is the podcast that keeps it real and highlights amazing business owners and impact makers so that you get your fire ignited and take your greatness out into the world. If you've got big dreams and know you were created for more, this is the place to be, and I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to the Created For More podcast. Okay, before you go listen to today's episode, I have to say that I revealed a huge, huge secret that I have been keeping quiet and under wraps for so long, and I was not going to share it, but something just felt right in the moment as I was talking to Anna about something and I blurted it out. And so like, you're going to find out here, um, something that I had not even revealed on social media. So you are literally the first to hear it. If you are, if you're, you know, a regular listener and like, I haven't now announced it on social anyways, I'm excited I'm excited. I feel like that was a perfect moment. And this conversation with Anna was incredible. So she's somebody that I've known on the online social media space for so long, like for years and years, her name comes up. She's absolutely um, just like magnetic with her energy, her smile and her true heart and compassion that just shines through in all she does. I mean, she is the heart centered entrepreneur that is her business. And she is just that. So meeting her on Zoom today to record this podcast was fabulous. And I'm excited for you to meet her if you've not already, or just to hear our conversation if you have. Um, So let's dive in. Let me reveal my secret. And let's also learn from her beautiful story. Anna is the founder of the Heart Centered Entrepreneur podcast and online community. They are over 30K strong. As a business mentor and mindset coach, she has helped thousands of women around the world clear their money and sales blocks so they can create freedom-based businesses. Anna left her career in mental health in 2016 and fully booked her business within three months during her maternity leave. When she's not coaching, she can be found hanging out at the park with her two littles, dancing, she loves salsa dancing, doing bar classes, or watching the beautiful, stunning, amazing San Diego sunset with her girlfriends, which she invited me to come and visit that San Diego sunset this summer. So I'm excited to now meet her in person, hopefully here in a couple months. Um, All right, let's dive in, meet Anna or talk with Anna. I hope this episode speaks to your heart. I mean, I think I say that every week, but I truly do hope that this lights some fire in you to create what you were created to to create (laughs) here. Let's go meet Anna. Hey, Anna, so happy you're here. Lisa, thank you so much for having me. I meant to ask you before I hit record, actually. Is that a fan above you? Yep. That I could see like, how come it looks like, oh, it's just the light. The light made it look like it was this like majorly modern. Um, <laughs> I wish. One thing. Yeah, we need a new fan for our living room because it just decided to go out and like right before summer. So <laughs> maybe it's an excuse to get a new upgraded one right yeah I think that's why I noticed too because I've been on the hunt for a new fan <laughs> no it's just the rent in the one in the place I'm renting <laughs> uh, very cool well let's t- 
talk, okay, first of all, I want to just kind of let everyone know that we have known of each other for quite a while in the online space, because that's how it goes, right? Like you kind of meet people, follow them. And, um, but this is the first time that we have ever talked zoom to zoom. Yes. So crazy to me. I know it's, I think it's, what's beautiful. There's like a lot of downsides to social media, but I think one of the upsides is we really do. I think it expedites friendships and genuine connections. And I enjoy that. Like I enjoy, I get to see other people's hearts online. Yeah, I agree. And I think even more so it's like the, the loving, compassionate hearts, like yours shines through just like that, which is why I feel like I always have enjoyed watching you and following you. So I'm excited to talk today. Me too. <laughs> oh, okay. Another kind of, you know, pre-record thing that we were talking about is like vision boards and really being able to create a life that you love, which is huge, huge, huge for so many people, right? I feel like that's a common thing, but not all of us really know how to do that. And we don't really like yeah, like know where to start. Like it sounds good. And we follow people that are inspiring and, you know, sometimes even a bit annoying with like, how did you get to this life and how do I do it too? So I kind of want to start there, but maybe share a little bit about just your journey over the past few years and in this industry altogether. Uh, yes. I would love to share my journey. I also love what you said about when it comes to like dreams and desires, so often we don't even give ourselves permission to dream. I do this exercise with my mastermind clients called a dream day or desire dump. And the goal is basically to like take a piece of paper and just start writing some of the things that you want, whether it's like you've been wanting to make lavender Play-Doh with your kids or try that recipe or try that new spot with hubby, right? Or in your business, like sign more clients. Like at first it's so hard, but then when we do, like for me, then the dreams really start pouring out. True, true. And then how do you, like, sometimes it's like, oh, it just seems like a good idea. Like that, that life looks really cool for you, but we don't really know what we want. Like what are our desires and dreams? So I love that exercise. So good. Yes. So my journey started. So I was my most recent career before coaching seven years ago, uh, so wild, right? Um, is I was a mental health therapist. So kind of like a neighboring profession and loved my, loved doing therapy. I was pregnant. I had a toddler, um, but I was just craving like your podcast says like something more and um, something more free that I could do as a mama, something um, that allowed me to have more of a, more of a reach. And so that's why I started doing coaching. I love it. I love that more inside that we all have. And I'm so excited that you didn't ignore it because I know that you're doing beautiful things in your work as a coach. So, yeah. Um, okay, well, let's just dive in. One of the biggest things that I think you talk about and with your new book launch, 20K Freedom Fund, it's right up this alley too, is like the money mindset. And this also talks right into like the dream part of it that we were mentioning, like, we don't know what we don't know, and we don't know what we don't decide. Like, we will never know if we don't even decide or start building those habits. So talk to us maybe a little mixture of both the money mindset and the book that you're teaching people, like how to even start here. 
Yeah. So the book was really inspired on something that happened about three years ago. So a few years into my business, I was making good money, more money than I had made as a therapist, but I still wasn't feeling financially stable. I was feeling like I don't, couldn't describe it, but I just felt like some people must have like this financial like peace and happiness and stability. And I just didn't have that feeling. And so I started with an affirmation of like, I have complete control over my finances. And I tried doing all sorts of things that didn't work. I like fired my bookkeeper so I could like learn QuickBooks on my own. Cause I'm like, maybe I need to be more in the weeds. You know, I, um, I just, I was just trying, you know what I mean? I was like, that's what we got to do. I like downloaded all these budgeting apps and tried being really strict with budgeting. And none of those things are wrong, but I found that like, that's not what did it. And what did it is literally just creating a savings account and cash buffer in my business and in my personal life. Mm-hmm. So my new goal was like to create $20,000 of cash so that, you know, life is unpredictable and business is unpredictable, but then my peace didn't come from that. It came from knowing that if something happened, I always had the cushion to cover it. So did you do 20K personal and 20K in business? Was that like the first goal? I did my 20K first was for my business. Mm-hmm. And then I hit that one. And then I did 20K. I think about money a little bit differently. And that is kind of like in some ways all in the same, but I had 20K in my business and then 20K for my personal. Very cool. I love that part of it too. Like, or that thinking because I don't know. Okay. So we've been, my husband and I have been talking a lot about budgeting and because we have big goals, like we want to buy a second house. We want to travel. We want to like really, I mean, we started to get things settled for our girls to be able to start adulthood strong, I guess, but you know, we want to strengthen that a little bit more. And like I said, we just have a lot of big goals. And then I'm like budgeting, like, I don't want to budget. Like, can we just figure out how to make more easier? Like that seems so much easier to me than like telling me I can't go buy something or I have to like cut myself down. (laughs) Some people need it. And maybe that's my husband where he's like, let's budget and all of that. But I'm totally into this version of it. Like a lot more. So yes. what did that do for you, I guess, mentally, but also financially? I think like mentally, it just helped me know that I can accomplish any financial dream that's on my heart. I just need a container for it. Right. Yes. So like for my, for my freedom fund, I opened up a new account at a new bank to start popping the money. And some people are like, that's so weird. But like all my clients that I've had do this, I've seen them build money so fast. It's just so weird. But like when it's at a different place and even after you have your freedom fund, I still use this method for whatever my financial goal is, right? So for me, now that I have my primary residence, I also want to buy a second property. And so I know what it's going to take to buy that second property. And I have a new account and that's where I'm funneling new money, Right. So I think it's like, whatever is your financial goal, whatever the money is for creating a energetic home for it. Um, and you can like consistently contribute to it, but then like when you get extra cash here and there, then you're stashing it away for that purpose. Right. So good. I feel like that would help you get there faster because I'm kind of the same, right? Like all, all my money is my money, like my personal money, my business money. Like technically I have access to all of it. Right. Yeah. But without that intentional and purposeful space for something, it's kind of just a continuation. And maybe I'm getting some revelation here. (laughs) Maybe that's exactly why I'm so against the budgeting thing. It's like, because I feel like it's restrictive, but I wouldn't have that if I 
opened this new home for it, you know? Exactly. And I think, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I'll save it. I think there's like a time and place for budgeting. So I do a thing called like, I do like a rough budget every few months, which is just, I basically want to know around how much it costs me to run my business. And I want to know around how much it costs me to live my life. Um, because I think that those baseline numbers are helpful. I also have used a program called lunch money before to look at my transactions mm-hmm. and I do it more so that I can like catch errors and then like kind of be mindful of like, what am I spending on that? Maybe like for me, like there's certain things that like, I don't limit myself on like my dance budget. I spend so much money on babysitting and going, learning salsa <laughs> dancing. Cause I love it. <laughs> but there's other areas that I'm like willing to cut back on, yeah, right. That I'm like, sure this doesn't matter so much to me. So I can like be a little more pick up back. So I think there's time and place for that, but I agree. I think having the home for it and the intention yeah. is the biggest thing you can do to build towards those goals. Makes total sense. I'm totally going to adopt that because yes. and my favorite is ally and Alliance or my favorite credit unions for oh, online okay. banking. Um, Cause I get a lot of questions from that. Like, well, where do I do it? Or is it complicated? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, in the book, I talk about this as called the domino step. It's almost like the hardest step because like we, it's like simple, but we have resistance sometimes because it's like really making the goal official, you know? Yeah. But it's also really exciting, right? Like, so my second property is hopefully going to be a small farm. And my husband got me this for a Valentine's day to like establish, like we're making it happen. He got me this and like a little stuffed animal pig. Oh, I <laughs> so, love that. That's like the, I don't know, like the mindset intention behind it, but I love this next, like, okay, now let's put our money where our mouth is literally and like make it happen sooner. So I'm so pumped for this, like even more pumped. So thank you for that. Yeah. And exactly like calculating exactly how much you need, Mm -hmm. like the exact cash dollar amount. Like we have these dreams and visions as women and we're, and we forget that like our dreams and visions take cash, right? And there's nothing wrong or non-heart centered about that, but knowing what cash amount it is for that desire. Hmm. And then what I did too, is I had a goal of saving 200 K cash to buy my house in San Diego. And so I, in my bank, um, like photo, not Photoshop, like Canva shopped, it to show that there was 200k just so that I could like start visualizing that and then you can like get yourself behind that right oh cool canvas shocked I love it (laughs) (laughs) uh this is so good and I feel like this is such a great I don't know like intro to what you really teach which is selling with heart because that money conversation is such a difficult one like for especially for women um but it's like, why, why are we so resistant or uncomfortable about it when it's exactly what we need to live our life and make a huge impact, which is a big part of what, you know, like our people are going to like. Exactly. I really see this common thread between like, you know, why I love helping women with sales so much. Like women come in are like, oh, I hate selling. I hate like, but I really see when women get confident selling, AKA talking about how amazing they are talking about inviting people to work with them. Um, I really see it transform 
how they show up and ask for what they want in life. You know, like I want this thing here it is. And like not feeling bad about taking up space, having your desires and dreams met. Like we're such often like my clients are such givers, which is beautiful, but it's also safe for you to receive, right. Whether it's money or support from a friend or like just allowing, you know, all of the goodness of who you are, like allowing yourself to be compensated by that, for that. Yeah, totally. And you're right. It is such a flow, right? Like we, we do give so much, but the receiving part, I, I was watching a cartoon like a long time ago. Okay. Cause I had such a struggle with this and about a little over 10 years now ago, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and I was still not taking help. Like I could not walk or dress myself. And I was like fighting. I can do it all. Like I can still do all of these things. And then I don't know, I, cartoons were on for the girls or something like that. And I heard something along the lines of like, when we allow people to give to us, meaning we receive the thing they're giving us, what a gift to them that we're giving by allowing them to give, you know? And it's like, oh my gosh, Lisa, like stop being such a brat. (laughs) Let your mom help you with the dishes. And it's just like such an eye-opening moment for me that I feel like so many women need because it's, it's that energy flow back and forth. And, and we need, we need you. (laughs) I like, what a beautiful story. And I have like basically an entire chapter in my book on receiving and because it is and surrender, like they're just skills. It's important to, to work hard, but I find that like women, like, like we know how to work hard, right? We know how to, we know how to help and show up and give, like, we don't need training on that. We need training on the opposite part. What would you say is like some of your advice for women that are in that place? Like, what would your advice be? Oh, um, I guess one is to recognize that receiving is a form of gift giving in the sense that I just explained, right? Like you're giving somebody else the opportunity to show up as their best self, to shine in what they do best and to re-energize yourself so that you can continue giving. Because I feel like we, we stay stuck. And this like is with, I mean, I noticed this in business, like with people that I work with, they stay in their bubble. And with moms, we stay in our bubble. Um, And we don't, we're so afraid to share our insecurities, but when we do, like when you're in that safe space, what I find is that everyone's like, oh my gosh, me too. And it allows for that next step of being able to grow to a new level, but like you're doing it together and you're opening up these doors that are going to allow you to continue to be your best and even grow into the next version, but you're also opening that door for somebody else, Yeah, you know? And like for me, and I think you too, like a lot of our audience are moms. And one of the biggest things that I say too, is remember who's watching. So you want to go do it all yourself and you want to be the brat (laughs) like I was and, you know, like feel like you just have to take care of everyone. You're teaching your kids to do the same. And for me, since I have three daughters, like they're going to dive into this nurturing anyways. So I have really been intentional about letting them see me not give them everything, not do everything for them. 
but also go for my dreams in a, an intentional way, get excited about it, and hopefully encourage them and inspire them to do the same. So, I mean, that made just- me emotional. That was beautiful, <laughs> stunning. Um, I agree. I think what I heard you say too is like it really, it's us dismantling the facade. I think as women, sometimes there's this accidental pressure to like make it look easy. But on the behind the scenes, like scramble, you know, like this perfect Christmas, but on behind, like we're like coming in with like, you know, scraggly because we're so exhausted, you know, instead of like really sending the message to our kids, like it's safe, you know, it's, it's good to be independent, but also like for me, I think I've really had to learn, especially like through what I've been in the last five years, like the healthy dependence that it's safe. My coach gave me this affirmation that it's safe to depend on healthy people. It's safe to be vulnerable with healthy people. And so, you know, maybe some of us have had experiences with people that aren't healthy, but now that we're adults, we can choose the people in our lives and for the people we choose to have in our lives that are healthy, it's safe and good for us to trust them and to create and form bonds and community, right? hundred percent. Yeah. And I feel like to the, the leadership in that goes a long way. Like I just, I just did another podcast interview with somebody else this morning and I get like really awkward, <laughs> but I'm so good with it. Like I love being awkward because I feel like it gives that permission to other people to just like be themselves and not worry about things so much, you know? And when I put myself through uncomfortable situations, I'm watching and hearing other people get inspired by it, which is like a big goal of mine. You know, like I I have a very giving heart, but it's also a little selfish, right? Like I need people to feel that from me, but I don't need like the glory of it or anything. I just like, I just need you to be good and successful because that's my whole purpose here in this world. (laughs) I love Um, that. So anyways, I feel like putting myself, myself in those uncomfortable situations, it helps, Mm -hmm. you know, that modeling, right? Yeah, totally, totally, totally. I wanted to ask you a little bit more about your book, but also you have um, like kind of a get started guide that you share with people, right? Who are interested in either starting a business, like tell us about it, your 12 proven profitable coaching niches. Yes. Yeah. So my main freebie is, so a lot of women were like, well, Anna, like how do I create the 20 K if like, I'm not making that much money to begin with. Right. (laughs) So for me, having my coaching business has been the biggest gift. And so I have um, a freebie. When I was starting my business, I spent like months Googling and trying to figure out my niche, (laughs) right? I'm like a multi-passionate woman. So I'm like, I can help people with anything, right? All of it, right? (laughs) (laughs) And so for me, it was really helpful to look at that. And so what I did is I compiled like for my clients that are coaches in so many different industries, I compiled the top 12 niches of my clients. Um, and I even link some of their websites so you can like look at them and really explore. Okay. These are 12 different ways that, that I could niche my coaching business and make money, which one fits the best with my personality, which one fits the best with my life experience and training and education. And so it's just like a little, hopefully buffet to get you started. If you've been inkling about coaching. Awesome. I love it. So that'll be in the show notes as well as your website and social links. Um, and then tell us about your book. I know we've been like seeing things and, you know, 
talking about it. Um, I haven't even ordered it yet, so I'm sorry. No, <laughs> you're, you're fine. <laughs> like, I'm the one that like, I buy all the books and like, don't read them all the time. So I'm, we're just I'm busy, you know? Books. So my husband gets like, you don't need more books yet. Like read the ones you have. And I'm like, I can't get like audio. I can't do Kindle. Like I just, yeah. I need the book. I need to write and highlight and post it note everywhere. <laughs> yes. I'm the same way. Okay. Where is it? Um, Yes, the 20K Freedom Fund. And it's a podcast you can't see, but it's really short, which is nice. And it's really story driven. So most of my, I really wrote it to be read in one sitting if you want to, because I'm kind of like a binge reader. I'm like in, in one go. And it's nine steps to help you go from zero to 20K in the bank or whatever your financial goal is. So if you already have that stability, nine steps on manifesting your next financial goal. And so goes takes you through the nine steps and hopefully it makes you laugh and giggle. Cause I tell a lot of my story through the hardest time of my life, which was like during my divorce and like a very turbulent time in my life is when I created the stability. And so I hope it makes you laugh and cry and just is enjoyable. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love that. It's short. Like I, okay. This is going to be the first announcement on the podcast, which I wasn't planning to do, but I'm writing my book right now. You like, are? Okay. What is it on? Or is it a secret? Um, oh, I don't know if I could say that yet. Like I haven't even announced it publicly. <laughs> or like the genre, like what's the genre? So more, more coming from my story. So it's going to be like around overcoming the obstacles that have kept you stuck, but using them and allowing them to fuel your success. That's that's the gist of it, right? Like, so the biggest example that I talk about all the time, like not even just in the book is having rheumatoid arthritis. I could have like sat on my couch and died and been done with it, but I have lived so much through it all. Like it was not an excuse for me not to do the things that I'm supposed to do in this world. I needed some nudging, but like, that's kind of what it's about. So Lisa, sharing this is that I love short books. Like I'm in my podcast, short and sweet. Like let's get to the point and get on with it. Right. Make me laugh, make me cry and make me go do something. Yeah. And so I'm even more excited to order this and read it and start my, my ranch, my little farm. Fund. Yeah. So when you read the nine steps, just anytime I see freedom fund substitute ranch fund, love right. It. All the steps of like all the things. Um, I agree. I think especially like it's just like our time is our most precious resource. So it's like, we don't have time to read like 900 pages, you know? Yeah. 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 So exciting. Oh. I'm so excited to read it. You heard it here <laughs> first about folks, about Lisa's book. I'm so excited to <laughs> read your book. Yay. Thank you, Anna. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, so cool. Um, all right. Well, if you've enjoyed this episode, go find Anna on social and order her book. Let us know you heard the her. Let us know you heard this episode and loved it. And also, if you like have an extra 30 seconds, DM one of us or both of us and let us know what your freedom fund is going towards. So we can just cheer you on and hold that space and energy with you so we can all be doing this together. Anna, so thank you thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. And I'm so excited to stay in touch and um, come to San Diego and visit you. So excited for that. Thank you.